Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. monster the Japanese call Godzilla has just walked out of Tokyo Bay. We begin the attack on Earth now. We persuaded the thing to help you with what little power it has left. Godzilla now reigns supreme and will, in all probability, continue his march towards Tokyo, destroying everything in his path as they go. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Welcome to the sixth installment slash episode of the Kaiju Cast. We're going to get started here with the first music bits in just a minute, but I have to tell you, it has been a whirlwind of a month. Lots of news and updates on things that I'll go over towards the end of the show. Also, a couple of months ago, I had a big plan for special guests all laid out, but I had some really cool changes happen to my show, and uh, one of those changes is that I hooked up with another friend of mine. Don't worry, I'm not going with a theme or, or anything here, but he coincidentally used to work at Things for Another World. Zane Donahue is joining me tonight at my little makeshift studio, and we'll be covering some of his favorite things about Godzilla and company. In the meantime, however, I'll fire up my nuclear-powered jukebox here and play some music, including a request that I received uh, after last month's show from Vince. This is Requiem from Godzilla vs. Biollante.
Okay, I think I have heard enough of that Godzilla roar. What you just heard was God's, uh, Zebrahead's Godzilla vs. Tokyo, but we also heard some music from Godzilla Raids again. And uh, I have to step away from the microphone to do this. Godzilla, Monstra, Mechagodzilla, Tokyo, SOS! Okay. <laughs> That's the end of the ridiculousness. Uh, let's say hello to my special guest tonight. I met Sane at the Milwaukee branch of Things from Another World. It was clear from his Godzilla tattoos that he was a big fan, and it didn't really take long at all before we started talking about the latest news about the Big G. Sometime after that, Sane started working in the warehouse with my last guest, Cindy. And as time went on, I didn't really see him too much. So another friend of mine, Lindsay, started working with some local haunted house creators. And when she was giving me a tour one day, she reintroduced me to Sane. Aside from loving Godzilla and having quite the collection at home, Sane is also an artist. He not only makes really cool pinups, but gets to make latex monsters for the local spook production, Fright Town, and uh, other creative coolness for the local film market, I guess you could say. And uh, it's really good to have you here, man. Oh, well, thank you very much. I, you know, uh, I, I came into this thinking of this. I thought this was a podcast about Peter Graves. <laughs> but um, uh, Godzilla, I, I'm sure I know something about Godzilla. A little, just yeah, a little I'll, bit. I'll just try. What I it's, more, it's mostly about Raymond Burr. Oh, oh well, you know. And his, who doesn't enjoy Perry Mason? <laughs> his Amer- amazing Perry Masons. Yeah. So um, tell me a little bit about your history with Godzilla. What, what was it that got you started? Well, um, as far as my own history with Godzilla, uh, uh, I've always loved dinosaurs. Uh, huge dinosaur nerd. Um, and, uh, going back to very early childhood, I don't know what it is about them, but I love them. Um, so if, uh, if any of your listeners can, uh, can picture this, uh, 1978, Rollins, Wyoming, where I was born, uh, a four-year-old boy, uh, standing in a uh, drugstore at the uh, Comic Spinner when they used to have them, and I see this green reptile monster on a on a comic book, and it's uh, issue thirteen of Marvel Comics Godzilla, and uh, I you know immediately grab it and I run up to my mom and uh, I'm like, uh, of course I'm a four year old so I don't understand currency. I'm like, mom, can I have a penny to buy this? Or you know, it's like thirty five cents, and uh, and she's nice enough to buy it for me. And uh, and so I, I my you know my introduction was actually a comic book, which is much maligned obviously by the other a lot of fans, but uh, I still have a weird soft spot in my heart for it. Um, and then, not but two weeks later, um, Saturday afternoons, uh, when local affiliates used to play movies, which they don't do anymore, Denver's 2, which was the closest like kind of large TV station to where I grew up, uh, was playing monster movies in the afternoons on Saturday afternoons, and the original Godzilla came on and uh, watched it enthralled, and it was black and white. And I think this is, like I said, the 70s, and, and my parents' TV was so old. I think it was black and white, so it didn't really make a difference. It didn't matter what movie yeah. it was. It was just going to be was black, be black and, white. and white anyway. So, And uh, I remember distinctly like going outside, and uh, it being a nice summer day, and uh, probably around 5 in the evening, and actually sitting in my treehouse with my sister and being afraid that Godzilla was going to attack the town like Rollins Wyoming Godzilla was going to attack Rollins Wyoming uh, but it had that much of an impact on me and then not not a week later then they played Godzilla raids again under Gigantus the fire monster name obviously and uh, and and that one really stuck with me because of the ice and it was, you know but they've kind of played them in a, in a weird sequential order so so that's kind of I got to see all the movies almost in order for the most part that's pretty as cool. a kid yeah it was great it's like I, I, I thought that was always fantastic that my introductions were almost in the correct uh, you know continuity yeah I never I was never that lucky uh, we we got space giants and oh, we got yeah. uh, Spectraman yeah and because uh, I grew up in Columbia South Carolina ah so we didn't actually have Godzilla <laughs> movies play, mm-hmm. but you know, hey, so that those were still well, Japanese nice and Sentai funness, and yeah, and I got I got Space Giants and uh, Goldar, and uh, and and Battle of the Planets, which always kind of had a little bit of that, you know, yeah, for being yeah. an animated series, I always had, they sometimes had giant monsters in there. So, but uh, yeah, it all just stemmed from loving dinosaurs and just being a paleo nerd, really nice, nice. I I, t- I totally sort of have that going on too. Like yeah. I've I've said this before, Rodan was actually my first Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was basically because he looked like a giant flying dinosaur, like yeah. a pterodactyl or a pteranodon. Yeah. And so that was that was what got me hooked. And it's because I, I was a huge dinosaur freak as a kid. <laughs> 
I had the How to Draw, Draw Dinosaurs book, and I had the yeah. Smithsonian books. That, yeah, you know that had the beautiful paintings in them. Yeah. Uh, well, and you know, I don't have any idea what it was that drew me to dinosaurs. It's just something. You know, I I suppose it's the same thing draws people like NASCAR or whatever. I it's some inexplicable thing. It's some. It's too amorphous to actually to uh, to be able to put a uh, a nail in the head of. But um, but yeah, dinosaur. I mean, I would like went to started college and was as an artist, which was a bad idea. But uh, then uh, I also took paleontology. I was going to be a paleontologist until, like, because, uh, I mean, obviously the University of Wyoming, big paleontology museum, like uh, Robert Bacher, who was a consultant for Jurassic Park, and everybody kind of recognizes him if they see, oh, a guy on the Discovery Channel is talking about dinosaurs, a crazy bearded guy with long hair. That's Robert Bacher. He's big paleontologist. And then I found out, like, oh, he took 17 years to get through college. I was like, ah, my brother's an entomologist. He took 13 years. I was like, I do not want to be in college forever. <laughs> so so I, I, I switched to art and, and uh, uh, have suffered ever since, unfortunately. Oh, suffering. Man, you, you do such good work. Starving artist. It, it so, happens. So I'm going to interrupt my little question set here. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell the listeners that uh, Sane came in here and he handed me this really killer drawing of uh well actually do why don't you go ahead and tell everybody what this is oh you know i was uh we, you know kyle came over to my house for for god's sale a few weeks ago and we were talking about the american godzilla and uh and uh how you've related the story obviously before about like oh the misinformation campaign of like what it yeah. was really going to look like and when i saw that first trailer uh at the beginning of uh, men in black i saw that big kind of tyrannosaurian theropod foot smash through the and crush the tyrannosaurus i was like oh great they're really moving towards like a kind of a dinosaur and then of course they they screwed up and made him a big lizard but uh but uh, i always had this envisioned like what it was going to be and i so i sketched out kind of what i always thought i kind of hoped that the american godzilla was going to be for for kyle if it's a little gift and so maybe you can scan it in yeah i'm definitely this is definitely going to get scanned and posted in the in the blog yeah it's cool man well thank you yeah man i appreciate that seriously seriously yeah no problem so like speaking of the American Godzilla, mm-hmm. um, you know we we all the Godzilla fans that I know and and associate with, we all hated the the design. Yeah, and the effects at the time. You know, I got to say the effects were pretty good at the time. They look dated right now, but what continues to be the draw for you as movies continually getting are getting bigger and uh, you know having better effects? What continues to be the draw for you? for Godzilla movies? Uh, well, gosh. Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, it, it depends on kind of the series. Obviously, the all the, all the original, like, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s series, um, there's the, the just the nostalgia of childhood and, like, being there on Saturday mornings, yep. being a little kid with my Mattel Godzilla, you know, with the firing fists, uh, sitting there on the floor in front of the TV watching those those great campy movies. And and I know they're campy, and I know that some of them are cheesy, and, and, and there's good ones and bad ones. I love them all across the board. I think they're all good. I mean, there's there's a few that are hard to sit through, but but generally they're all fun. And and then obviously by the 90s, I'm in college, you know, and and uh, the level of special effects have gotten better, and Godzilla's looks better, and, and everything's kind of a little more adult, and they've gotten back to his origin a little bit. And I love that concept of like, you know, if the series isn't working out, you could just start over, just ignore everything, and just it's a direct sequel to the original. Um, and I like that concept. I actually kind of wish Hollywood would do that to some degree for series that didn't work out so well, like you know, like X Men Three, which was so terrible. Like, <laughs> just start over, just start another. What's what they did with the Hulk, and it sounds like they're going to do with a couple other like Marvel properties. Yeah, but uh, I like that that it's it's uh, you know the Godzilla series has always had that ability to just reinvent itself, just start over from scratch. And and the appeal is just really it's like I just love the scenes of destruction. I just love the concept of this giant, all powerful being like crushing things and his heat ray and and uh, and that stuff just never gets old to me. Never. So and you know of course I would like to you know a better movie in '98, but uh, but you know I I have to let it be water into the bridge and just ignore it. And hopefully when Godzilla comes out of his hiatus, some so they'll get it. Right, maybe someday, maybe somebody will pick up the mantle yeah. and do it correctly. See, yeah, I, I'm hoping the same yeah. thing is that what I don't care if Godzilla stays, uh, you know, in the in hibernation for mm-hmm. 20 years, as long as when he finally comes out yeah. of retirement, it's well done. Right, and you know, I, I think that the at the time the you know Godzilla Returns from '84 mm-hmm. was a pretty good 
jump back into the real world. Yeah. I thought that was a well-done movie. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie a lot, actually. Um, Still one of my favorite designs. I really didn't like 2000. Like, they took the five-year break, and it seemed like they sort of... I don't want to say they phoned it in, but we were talking about the Gamera movies. Yeah. And when... Gamera three came out and I saw that I said, Whoa, now this is this is what a a Godzilla movie should look like as mm-hmm. far as effects and, you know, professionalism. And uh what ended up happening was Godzilla two thousand came out and it was just a big letdown to me. Well, they stepped really backwards, and they un- unfortunately one of the issues that I had with the film was that they they used so much of the influence of the American movie. Unfortunately, because of the design, I liked that design. It got like got a more reptilian again and everything mm-hmm. like that, and uh, and there was elements that I thought they, they they did right, but yeah, they just they were they were using uh, Hollywood as their litmus test, and they were just kind of patterning the movie more to that. Uh, aesthetic, and it uh, it bothered me quite a bit. Yeah, I, I agree with you in that respect. They did better with you know. Things like Megaguirus, they they got it a little more right on the money, and it's like and and uh, but SOS and things like that, they were getting right. GMK is the one that I've just stands out to me. I think is great and s- s- holds its own. This old weird continuity. I think the only weak element of that movie to me is like uh, Ghidra looks a little wimpy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not real interesting in that film, but yeah, well, it's no secret that I'm a huge GMK fan. That's definitely I think like. Like you said when I asked you about your favorite mm-hmm. movies earlier, you said yeah. your favorite old one is Disrail Monsters, your favorite new one is GMK, yeah. and I kind of do that. I say my favorite Showa movie yeah. is this movie, my favorite you know Monster Zero, and my favorite yeah. Heisei movie is um, Destroy, and my favorite Millennium series it's movie GMK. is GMK. Yeah. So it it just really works. I, I think the movie really works, even though they did a lot of changes yeah. to the story and changes to the origins. But sure. that doesn't bother me yeah. so much. Well, like I said, I, I like that fluid continuity with Godzilla. That you know, you can always just kind of reinvent him, and it's like, oh, maybe he's completely evil in this film, or maybe he's completely good. And it's like uh, he's he's open to that great interpretation, and that's why that's one of the reasons why I say like the Marvel comic series from the seventies, like. I, I don't know why people are so down on it. It's like, it's just another interpretation. And he's gone through so many. I mean, if if you hate that version, how can you possibly like, you know, something like Smog Monster, which is so out of place to the rest of the series from, you know, the original show series. It's like so. Yeah. Um, you know, I have this thing with the 70s movies. I know that they're technically part of the show series, mm-hmm. but I mean, everything from 71 on, in my opinion, really has this big, I mean, it's a different feel to it. Um, and I almost consider that a different sub series. I mean, I can't, I don't look at Megalon the same way I look at Godzilla's Revenge. I think actually any of the movies from the Showa series, uh, up until the seventies, I think have a very, um, strong background element that sort of the first few times you see them, it's sort of subdued and you don't really see how well made those movies are you're just kind of enjoying the campiness enjoying the hokiness and enjoying the you know the the monster destruction but as i as i've gotten older and as i've got i've sort of matured as a godzilla fan i've been able to look back at some of those movies specifically uh son of godzilla and you know uh the sea monster godzilla mm-hmm. versus the sea monster when that movie when i first saw that movie i was like oh this is this is a terrible movie. <laughs> Not, I don't think that anymore. I really, no. really enjoy that movie. It's ridiculous. There's, well, there's a, a giant charm. shrimp. Yeah, there's a charm to all those but movies. Yeah, there, there's a lot of work that went into those movies, and I yeah. think that's one of the things that draws me continually to the Showa series. Yeah. Not saying that the Heisei and the Millennium didn't have a lot of work going into them, but mm-hmm. seemed like the the guys working under the Showa. Uh, titles they had so much more to prove yeah and so much more to do than uh than some of the other series but it's still i love them all yeah but definitely i can see things in the 60s and the yeah. 50s in a better light than i did when i was younger well it's interesting because I, I i always thought like uh so many people use kind of um the costume, the actual suits of Godzilla for for these barometers of how the movies were, what they thought were the best in the series, like that. And I, I never thought that. It's funny because, like I said, watching them in fairly chronological order as a child, 
Um, I always thought it was interesting that movies, the movies were almost like triplets. Uh, each set of three films was slightly different. They each have their own kind of continuity and film. So you got Godzilla and then you got Raids again. And then you have Varan, all black and white, all feel very similar. And then you get to uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, uh, Mothra and Rodan. And they all have the same feel. And then you get to the, you know, Astro Monster and, and Ghidra and, uh, and then the South Seas films. And it's like they're these almost like blocks of two or three. And each movie seems to. Uh, have its own feel. The only one that kind of I felt like had more movies that kind of felt to have the same feel was the uh, the you know Gigan Destroyer Monsters and uh, Smog Monster, and then um, you still get a little bit of it in uh, Godzilla's Revenge, obviously. But uh, but that's the way. I, I've always kind of saw those movies in these weird blocks where it's like, oh, 61 to 64 has a certain feel. Yeah, and yeah, 64 yeah. to 7, 67 has this other feel. It's like, so, th- th- whereas the, 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 the 90s, the, the Hishi series, um, they unfortunately so quickly and steadily declined until Destroyer, which stepped up and did so much better. But, but they, you know, by Space Godzilla, and it's like, they're just, you know, they're, they're, foam rubber statuettes shooting shooting beams at each other and it's like a, they got they went downhill so fast and get got so repetitive so fast unfortunately so but the millennium series did a little better yeah i like to use my son as a barometer sometimes too like because he at the when he was first watching these movies is a little more jaded now yeah. but when he was first watching the movies if he seemed to like a movie more than i did it sort of made me step back and look at that film again so like Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla was another was one of those the ninety mm-hmm. ninety four or ninety three version was uh, one of those movies where I liked it it was kind of fun but uh, I didn't really I wasn't really into it and then because he was so so crazy about it I sort of took another look at it and I I got to appreciate a few more elements of the story I, in my opinion it's still not as great as he thought it was but it's pretty cool I mean yeah. it's a good it's a good. Uh, it's a good story, and they, they tried to do some good stuff by bringing Rodan back into the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, like, specifically on that one. a little more diminutive version, but still, yeah, specifically still Rodan. In, in that movie, the, yeah. the problem I had with Rodan was that uh, they hadn't really improved on the Rodan effects too much. Yeah, they, the, they'd the have improved cats. on <laughs> on the, the, um, the details of the, the puppet faces. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But... Like his wings is I have the same problem with Mothra yeah. in a majority of the, the movies, except for like Tokyo SOS. Mm-hmm. You know, Mothra's wings move very slowly. Yeah, yeah, they have not not improved since 1962. It's like the they speed. move. Yeah, they move very slowly yeah. until they speed the film up. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then everything looks bizarre. So yeah, you know. but see, that's the one thing. Coming back to the question to to a certain degree, it was. Uh, there's always something new to embrace or love about these films. And, and, uh, and I kind of make it a point to like every six to eight months, uh, go back and watch one that I haven't seen for a long time. And uh, I'll often fall back in love with something, even some of the worst ones, unfortunately, like son of Godzilla with most people just hate. It's like, well, gosh, there's, there's elements of this movie that's still fun and, and, and look interesting and, and are, are kind of captivating. And that's so, a, like, no matter which film it is, I'll still end up liking something about it. Yeah. So I think, I think an important element of doing that sometimes has, is, has to do with looking past something that was a detractor before, yeah. like specifically with son of Godzilla, when Minya comes out of the egg and he just looks so bizarre and so yeah. kind of gross. And to me at the time, I remember going, Ugh, that wasn't, that's not a very well-designed suit puppet thing <laughs> you know but I've, once i looked past that i i really do enjoy son of godzilla a yeah. lot yeah i mean and it's weird because i've i've always kind of embraced some of the the less popular godzilla suits not that i love that suit but uh but it's like like i love the raids again suit i think it's just a totally interesting suit and uh, i love that movie where most people are, aren't terribly fond of it um but uh the thing about like son of godzilla is like i just remember it's like being a kid, I think ten years old, watching it on Superstation TBS at a you know Atlanta, Georgia, seeing it like ten o'clock at night on a Saturday, and going like, why on earth does Godzilla look so frumpy? It's like he's just so weird, dumpy looking, and everything like that. And then years later, like, oh, I see where they're trying to parallel what Minya looks like to Godzilla, and they're like, okay, 
wrong, but they tried. He's and, frumpy. Yeah. <laughs> he's just such a potato sack, and he's got that weird head and those big oversized teeth that look like carrots. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he does have the vampire teeth going on. I, you know, I've said it before. That movie has my favorite um, tension scene mm-hmm. in a Godzilla movie with the flares. Oh yeah, and that yeah. was actually the second song I played. Right, mm-hmm. second song was flares and Godzilla. Yeah, Masaru Sato from that movie, and it was, and uh, that's I played it because it's just such a. Hold your breath. Don't <laughs> let Godzilla come, please. Yeah. Don't let Godzilla come. Scene. Yeah. It's just. To me, it's an amazing piece of cinematography. Uh, As a model builder, mm-hmm. you might want to know that I I do have a plan when I have a place that can sort of support this diorama. Yeah, I have a plan to build that scene where I'm going to get the uh, Godzilla Raids Again suit mm-hmm. model and sort of twist it Yeah, so that he's looking back yeah. and there's going to be like the tanks exploding yeah. <laughs> in the background and the, like the light flares up above and... It's going to be one of those things on my, you know, before I die list, I'm yeah. going to build this diorama. So Well, it's funny because I, I have a model night and, and it's becoming annual, which I've got to get better, better at like hosting it. But it's like, you can come to our studio and put models together. So it's like, uh, you'll have to come over and, and, and uh, do it yourself. Yeah. And, I've got a few in yeah. that room over there that need Me building. Too. Not to mention, I've got to get a few that I need replacing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, so yeah. So let me get back to my little mm-hmm. uh, questions here. And, you know, just kind of wonder, like, are you looking forward to any future productions of Godzilla? Is, like, is there anything? Oh, or gosh. not even just Godzilla, but just any any general. other giant monster movies that you know are on the horizon or you've heard about, you're looking forward to seeing them? That's, that's uh, another tough one because it's like... A, uh, not being entrenched in comic nerddom anymore constantly. I forget to check this stuff. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll believe another Godzilla, you know, production when I see it sort of thing. Uh, I'm sure there's new things coming out. I haven't really kept up on it. Uh, you know, I was hoping Cloverfield would have opened up a whole bunch of, and didn't really do that, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, I would love to see that, you know, the 3D IMAX Godzilla death Hidora thing happen, but I don't know if it will. So it's hard to say. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty patient. I'm skeptical about that production, to say, to say, to put it politely. Um, yeah, the, uh, I'm, I'm interested in seeing several of the movies that are sort of coming out now they've got um i'll be talking about some of them later in the news segments but uh you know the return of monster x yeah and uh the uh gehara the long-haired monster that one looks kind of cool i'm interested i know that's sort of a spoof as well just like the you know the galala remake or chapter two or whatever you want to call that (laughs) um but you know as uh as Many fans know there's a lot of un- unmade Godzilla movies mm-hmm. that we have to file under Godzilla is not meant to be. Like, what uh, what are some of those ones that you've you've wished they've made? Oh gosh, that there, there is just uh, this is this is a it's a fascinating history because I mean there was just so many. You know, seventy seven they were going to do another Ghidra movie and and uh, and the talk was uh, for a while uh, I think around seventy eight that they were going to do Godzilla versus the Devil, which sounded fascinating. Yeah, you know there was. Uh, the uh, 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 there was an ad taken out on May seventh, nineteen eighty, in Variety for a Hong Kong production called Star Godzilla, which uh, apparently never got past a print ad. But that always sounded, you know, kind of interesting because it was like Hong Kong. I'm sure they got into legal trouble. Who knows what it would have been? Um, there was a, you know, there was a, a spoof in the mid eighties, I think around nineteen eighty five, called it Eight Cleveland, that was going to be uh, kind of a spoof of Godzilla films. Um, there was. Uh, uh, Rebirth of Godzilla, which uh, was going to be uh, Godzilla versus uh, Bagan, which oh, yeah, 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 of course he resurfaced in so many things, but never really got made. Um, I, I know the, a lot of people that really want to see him. Oh yeah, well, I mean, he shows up in a, like a, a, in the Super Godzilla game for for NES back in the day, yep. and um, and then he was on like part of the Godzilla tour in Tokyo. Uh, for the the suit was made, they just never made the film, and he was going to show up in in Mothra and a few other things, which just never got. Kind I have of used. never seen that suit. Before. He's fascinating. He's a weird looking monster. Uh, a lot of his elements ended up in in Destroyer. The wings, the horn in the middle of his head, uh, just more reptilian, not so crustacean-y looking. Hmm, gotcha. um, but uh, the big one, obviously, the two are the the Jandabont like ninety three version that didn't get made. Yeah, um, which would have you know probably stepped away from Canon quite a bit, but it's not like the 98 Devlin movie didn't do that. 
But uh, at least he would have looked like Godzilla. And the mock hat is beautiful that Stan Winston made. It's just absolutely gorgeous. And then the Steve Miner 1983 movie, which would have been uh, in 3D. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, attacking San Francisco. And William Stout, the famous dino yeah, know, that, paleo illustrator, did that. That would have been cool. Amazing Godzilla for that. I would love to see a 3D Godzilla movie. Somebody. Well, you know, we're getting more 3D, and and it's the technology has improved, and we're getting things like up, and and uh, and uh, I guess my what was it, my bloody Valentine 3D? Uh, apparently, it was like mind blowing, even though it was silly. But oh yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, actually, yeah, we so, went to uh, the theater in uh, Beaverton that's got the 3D yeah. capabilities. I, I wanted to come back in a big way, just like drive-ins. I want drive-ins back, but that that'll probably never happen. But at least 3D is coming back. I'm 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 happy about that. Okay, so here here's a question for you that nobody else who lives outside of Oregon is yeah. going to care about, but. Have you ever been to the drive-in off of 99? Oh, yeah. Actually, we just went a few months ago. Uh, looking forward to going. We, me and my wife are going to go down and see her family in California. And there's like a five-screen drive-in there. And I can't wait to get down there and see see a movie there. I don't even care what it is. And my long-term goal, someday, when I have enough money that I can travel the Southwest where all the drive-ins still exist because they have long, you know, seasons that they can put them in. And, and, uh, and they still had space. So the problem with drive-ins was, was uh, that they were built in this valuable property and suburbs came and uh they were offered just so much more money to just close the thing so they could build houses and mm. strip malls but uh they're the american dream i mean i would have loved to have been alive in the 60s and been able to see a godzilla movie on a on a drive-in theater because they're, they're you know that you sit in your sweet. car your own environment and you watch something that's so uniquely america cinema and it's like i love the concept i just wish they you know more existed i i totally agree so the guy down there that runs that place mm-hmm. have you you met him oh he's a great guy yeah he's yeah. awesome yeah, yeah. i talked to him briefly about trying to get some godzilla movies there yeah i would love to see that happen i've you know uh, uh we've we mentioned earlier in the in the cast that uh that i work for fright town and dave helfrey who's a, who's a great guy he's also a giant godzilla fan and we've talked about for years doing a spook show which is kind of something they used to do back in the 60s where they'd have this you know a, a crappy band and, and a crappy musician and some gimmick at a at a local theater like the Laurelhurst or the Kennedy School or something like that would be perfect for this, and and show an old monster movie and then obviously in the middle it's the William Castle thing like lights go down everybody freaks out and there's some screaming and monsters run up and down the house, <laughs> but I I would love to bring in some weird thing like Reticulus or something just some bizarre like giant monster movie and try and do that I I don't think uh, I think it'd be fun you know you could do it like midnight on a Saturday in the middle of summer when everybody's kind of wanting to get out of the house when it's really hot and you just do this silly. Spook show thing, and I th- I think it'd just be this great thing. Maybe you could get a tradition of it going. Yeah, you could try and do it like once a month. Oh God, it's and a lot of work. See, that's the thing. It's like because I, I mean they used to travel the country, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> these promoters would bring them around, and they would just be like come see the woman frozen on the block of ice and it was some weird you know mannequin stuck in a in a, a cold truck or something like that but it generated all this publicity and then and then you have a really crap musician and usually some crappy garage or surf band play uh and i just want to bring that kind of that's the stuff about the 60s is like not being born obviously born in the 70s but it's like all that stuff was so new and fresh and it's like that monster rebirth back in the 60s all the famous monsters and all that stuff it's like and that's where it's like that's where my love lies. I, w- I want that stuff to come back. It would be nice to to get something going, Some, yeah. something similar at least. If not, you know exactly what you're talking about. You know, I think eventually something like that could. If you're gonna do sure. it, the Portland area is a good place to do it. Well, even if you could do it like uh like semi annually, like twice a year or something like that, I think it would be great. No, I do have a friend that uh, wants to do like a horror of party beach in the drive uh, dri- parking lot of uh, Voodoo Donuts, which you, you know you're. Podcast listeners that don't live in Portland won't know what that is, but it's like that sounds like fun. It's like, yeah, do kind of that, and that that'll be that'll be that, cool. That's happening though, right? Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, as far as I know, I yeah. think we're planning on going to that. Great. Ah, see, I, you'll see you there because that's a great film. That's a silly, 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 awesome movie. Awesome. Very cool. So, yeah. I know, uh, I know you've you've seen all the Godzilla movies, mm. and we were talking earlier about you know some of the Korean films that yeah. I, I haven't seen, but you've seen. Yeah. Have there been any uh, giant Japanese productions that you haven't seen yet? Gosh, I don't know that. I'm sure there's probably there got to be a few out there. I mean, I, I'm sure I saw like Dagara as a child and don't remember it, <laughs> you know, or something. Uh, but you know, that, I don't know of any new ones that I haven't seen. You know, it's like Gunhead and things like that that were so obscure for so long. I've ended up seeing in the long run. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't think so. It's like we were just mentioning like a uh, Pogasari, the the North Korean like monster movie. I ended up seeing that like back in the early '90s, or or uh, Yungari, or even the crappy Yungari that came out, you know, after the '98 Godzilla, which uh, obviously was just like the '98 Godzilla, but made even worse. 
but yeah, I don't know that there's any I've never seen. I think I've seen all the Dai, Dai Majin. I would be there. There's your answer to your question. I would love to see the the new Dai Majin films that are supposedly planned to come out. So. Oh, that's unfortunately there's it's going to be a TV show. I oh, mean, is it? Oh, okay. it's. I'm looking forward to to, to finding out more about it. It seems like a pretty big change to the uh, the history, which like we were talking about, yeah. it's not not a big deal if you make it work. So yeah. Hopefully they'll make it work. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it sounds great. All right, so I have a ton of news to cover. Sure. So uh, I'll go ahead and ask my final question for you. Next mm-hmm. to Godzilla, uh, if he takes the number one spot, who is your favorite monster, and what what appeals to uh, you to, from that monster? Oh gosh, well, yes, Godzilla is my favorite. Um, it probably always will be. Uh, of the other Toho monsters, uh, it, it's. Ang- Angulus. I love him. I just think he's one of the great monsters. He's not a beam shooting monster. He's just, you know, and he's a great little weird dinosaurian creature. And he's always got, had a great roar, kind of whiny. For some reason, I enjoy him. <laughs> uh, I love Rodan a lot, too. But there's a lot of monsters to like. Kind there. of Varan. whiny. Yeah. He is whiny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, my girlfriend really likes Angulus. Too. Yeah, I've always enjoyed him. Just a weird little creature. He's a good one. And I, I actually like his, um, I like all the different versions mm-hmm. of him, too. Like, yeah. Well, he's so subtle in his appearances changes. It's like you know, the, it, obviously the first appearance he's a little different and more ferocious, but then he got a little softer and rounder as he got older. It's like yeah, this, uh, Rodan had the same thing happen to him to a certain degree, but Rodan I think always stepped backwards. That first design is absolutely brilliant, and then they kind of like made him a little more canary like as, <laughs> as the movies went along. But uh, but Angulus he's always always probably been my other favorite. I also like Varan quite a bit. Yeah yeah, Varan Varan rocks. Yep. And as my friend Jim would say, fly Varan, fly. <laughs> All right, so uh, that was the interview, man. Quick and painless. Excellent. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, dude. Well, you're gonna stick around for the news. Oh, ha <laughs> ah, I you're can't trapped, wait to hear this. Trapped at the console. So uh, there's nothing left to do but to fire that up. United Nations reporter Eric Carter with the news. The world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century. The armies have been alerted as we wait for more news from Japan. So last month's episode was uh, uploaded right at the end of May. And to be honest, there wasn't that much uh, news out there. I don't know what happened or who decided to begin the onslaught, but June was pretty much packed with cool Godzilla-related postings. Uh, before I begin, I'd like to once again reiterate that all the Kaiju Cast news segments, and I'm making that little quotation marks with my fingers when I say news, these are pulled from other websites. So if you go to my blog, you'll see a list of links that I use when I'm looking for Godzilla news in a section on the sidebar called Suggested Viewing. These are the real news scoopers, so don't rely on yours truly for any of this kind of information. Not that you would. Actually, our first story is a perfect example of why not to rely on uh, my monthly podcast for your news. The, uh, uh, this month, the New York Asian Film Festival gave away tickets to the U.S. premieres of Monster X Strikes Back and Gitara, the long-haired monster. And uh, that was all kicked off from mid to end June. And uh, if you were listening and waiting for me to say it, then you totally would have missed out on the contest. So um, I guess the entries are all in, and hopefully somebody who uh, will enjoy those films won the contest. I'm looking forward to eventually seeing those movies. I'm a big, big fan of Shinji Higuchi, who was the uh, special effects director for the 90s Gamera films, and he was involved with Gehara. And uh, as for the return of Gilala, I have some more news to share in a moment. Also... August 18th, Sony is going to be releasing three classic Toho science fiction films in a DVD collection. The H-Man, Battle in Outer Space, and the original Mothra. Finally, Sony, finally. Sony actually let the fans vote on the cover art through a special poll page on Amazon.com earlier this year. The DVD is going to have Japanese language tracks with English subtitles. And uh, both Battle in Outer Space and Mothra are going to have commentaries from Kaiju Guru's Steve Rifle and Ed Gojachowski. Each movie will be its own disc, and it will be a set, and it will be twenty four ninety nine. So that's a pretty good deal, in my opinion, and I, I'm definitely going to pick that up. <clears throat> also, there's a new Ultraman movie coming out. Subaraya Films has announced that a new film from their Ultra Galaxy Mega Monster Battle Show is going to be released on December 12th, 
It's called Mega Monster Battle Ultra Galaxy Legends, the movie. You know, the Tsuburaya guys are not known for their short titles. And uh, it's going to be... It's going to feature something never before seen in an Ultraman film. An Ultraman as the bad guy. Seriously, here is what James Ballard wrote. It's like the best quote. A new character, Ultraman Belial, is cited as being the first villainous Ultraman in the 43-year history of the franchise, who was locked away in the space prison by the mighty Ultraman King tens of thousands of years ago. He then goes on to report that the movie will also feature 50 Ultraman characters. And the original actors of Hayata and uh, from Ultraman and Dan Moroboshi of the Ultraman 7 show will be reprising their roles. So make sure you check out scifijapan.com for their story. And there's going to be, of course, a link in my show notes afterwards. Um, there's a killer Ultraman Belial photo at, uh, on their blog. And it's, it's crazy because the character actually looks like a mix between Ultraman and Ultron. Hmm. Yeah, the Marvel villain. So wow, weird. It is really cool looking. I was looking through the news and I was like, "That is getting put into the podcast because that looks awesome." That's that's fascinating. At the same time, it's like, wasn't there an evil Ultraman? His name was Hakata. Like, <laughs> really, when you get down to it. When you get down to it. Yep. All right. So also, you. This is what we were talking about earlier. You and we're. I'll show you this after the podcast. Aktong mm-hmm. <clears throat> I totally screwed that up. My German sucks. But uh, at least I got the monster's name right. It's Gualagon. And it's a new audio play from a team of German Godzilla fans who apparently adore the standard Showa series films. Uh, and who can blame them? I mean, really, they're they're really awesome. But uh, let's see if I can get the name correctly, though. Gualagon Frankenstein Schreckengigant. They say it, and I they say it so fast that I can't hear what they're saying. But anyway, it translates to Frankenstein's Giant of Terror, Goalagon. And uh, Sci-Fi Japan has posted the trailer for the audio drama on their site. And, it, man, it, it looks really cool. Uh, look for the link in the show notes. It's uh, filled with this absolutely amazing artwork and uh, just really looks like a top-notch job. Um, I know they're working on it. It's not coming out anytime soon because they've had some issues with... Um, well, getting it done and getting it financed and getting, you know, all the work done on it. But uh, you definitely need to see the trailer to check it out. Actually, one of the images of uh, Gualagon uh, grabbing a fishing boat out of the water looks like it could actually be one of Bob Eggleton's pieces. It's really, really very beautiful. Um, please make sure you head over there to check out Sci-Fi Japan's in-depth coverage of Gualagon. And as a side note, <coughs> if the guys making this are looking for English speakers to work on a translated version, count me in. Mm. Seriously. I think it would be fun. Uh, next up, um, like the only Godzilla film I haven't seen is uh, the 1970s Italian version of Godzilla King of the Monsters. The uh, Louis Colsey one. Yeah, yeah, which is affectionately called Colzilla. Um, if you haven't heard of it, just imagine the Raymond Burr version, then replace some of the footage with wartime stock footage and other you know disturbing imagery, and um, now colorize it. Like, extremely colorize it. Although, colorized in the in the uh, red or uh, anger red planet way of just putting a gel over yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so in a nutshell, that's what the movie is supposed to be like, and someday I'd, I'd like to see it. But Sci-Fi Japan's John uh, Dutch DeSantis had a fantastic opportunity to sit down with Cozy at the uh, Chiller Convention this year, and he interviewed him, and it is a great interview. Mm. He got a lot of great bits of information on the history of this rare Godzilla film. Um, definitely, definitely check it out. I, I really, really loved the read. So, Dutch... Well done, sir, if you happen to be listening to this. Um, also, G-Fest News, which, uh, you know, anybody who's who's going, I know I am. Uh, this is kind of funny. Seriously, two days after I posted my last podcast, gfan.com announced the G-Fest movies. Um, but it's all good news for me because I've never seen a majority of those movies on the big screen. Thursday, they're going to be playing Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidra, Giant Monsters All Out Attack. Um, and I'm actually not going to be there Thursday. I'm uh, getting in late, late Thursday night. So I get to see Friday's movie, which is The Mysterians. Ooh, excellent. Which, yeah, I'm 
psyched. Oh, I love that film. Good movie. And on Saturday, there's a double feature where they're going to show Monster X Strikes Back, Attack the G8 Summit. Wow. And uh, Godzilla vs. The Thing. So two more oh, movies nice. that I haven't seen. Clearly, you know, obviously I haven't seen the, you know, Gilala uh, resurfacing. But I'm looking forward to both of them. I'm really excited because, uh, you know, I love seeing Godzilla movies on the big screen. That's the whole reason I put on the film festival, like, what was it? five years ago now holy smokes so uh they've also posted the schedule of events and i have to say there are more than a few that i'm really really looking forward to seeing including uh one about deleted scenes from the godzilla movies a screening of the Monsterland documentary and individual panels on space giants varan and ultra q um as well as with all these other things i have to i'll have a link to the schedule in my show notes um, if you're if you're there, I'll be wearing a kaiju cast shirt every day, and I just had a bunch of stickers made. So uh, who doesn't want free stickers, right? And they're cool stickers. They're, they're cool stickers. They're great stickers. Yeah. That just about wraps things up here at the kaiju cast. So before I say thanks for listening and all that good stuff, I just wanted to let you know that if you found this through uh, iTunes or some other podcast directory, make sure you visit kaijucast.com to get the latest updates on the show. Download previous episodes, vote in my monthly poll, or just uh, to send me an email. If you want to get in touch with me, send all communication to controller at kaijucast.com. And feel free to put in a music request. Um, it's uh, I, I'll do my best to play those things. So, having said that, let's uh, thank Sane Donahue for hanging out with me tonight. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, man. I'm really glad you could make it out. Yeah. Not not just because you gave me a killer drawing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I enjoyed it. I'm so glad I was able to come out and do this. It's like I, I, I so rarely get to be a nerd anymore. It's like, well, you know, yeah, it's a, anytime you want to come back on the show, you're, oh, you're we'll thank be welcome. You. I, will, I will exploit that to the fullest. Excellent. Excellent. Maybe, maybe I'll have you as a regular guest. Yeah, I'd love it. It's only a half-hour drive, right? 45 oh, minutes, something like that? that. <laughs> I came from Wyoming. Everything's like 250 miles apart. It's a half hour to me. Awesome. Cool. Well, next month's episode is going to be almost entirely stuff that I record at G-Fest. So make sure you tune in. Make sure you check it out. It's probably going to go up towards the end of the month. But until then, I'm going to leave you guys with a few Godzilla tunes, starting with a request from Bill. This is Earth's Greatest Deathmatch from Godzilla X Megagirus. (laughs) 